Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're all having a fantastic day. As always, thank you so much for listening to Central Florida Film Review. Welcome to episode two of the podcast. Our movie for this week is Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. But first, before we get started, I want to talk to you about another podcast put on by some very good friends of mine, Kurt, Peter, and Jake. Together, they form the Saturn Studs Podcast. That's Saturn, like the planet, Studs Podcast. Now, the Saturn Studs Podcast is a podcast that, like myself, also reviews films, but they focus on what's going on in the world of movies right now in the modern age, and every so often they pick a video game to review or a funny Netflix show. There's something there for everybody. So if you're on RedCircle.com or Stitcher or Spotify, Go check out Saturn Studs Podcast and give them a shot, and consider supporting both of us. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Let's get started. Now, as I said before, the movie for this week is the second installment of the original trilogy, Star Wars Episode V, The Empire Strikes Back. And as always, what I like to do is start off by having you guys listen to the original movie trailer that was used when it was released in theaters because it helps you realize how epic things are and just how good of a job they're doing and how much production value there is in the project. So in just a moment, uh, please uh, enjoy this trailer and, you know, just take a moment to sit back, relax, and let it take you away. Also, just real quick before I start playing this trailer, just a reminder, I am using this for commentary, review, critique, and criticism, which is protected under federal law under the principle of fair use. I do not own the rights to this movie or any Star Wars product. The rights and the copyright are sole property of Walt Disney Studios and Disney Lucasfilm. But I am using this for fair use, for criticism, and commentary, and critique which is protected by federal law, so Disney, please don't try and sue me. Anyways, please enjoy the trailer. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo rescued the princess, destroyed the Death Star, but their story didn't end there. Creators of the biggest smash hit of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. The continuing story of our band of heroes, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Chewbacca. And introducing Lando Calrissian. It's an epic of romance. Of heroes and villains. They cross trackless voids to unknown worlds. Galactic Odyssey against oppression. 
big, new, sprawling space adventure in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. Coming to your galaxy next summer. Okay, wow. Just wow, right? Right? I mean, that's, come on, that's an amazing trailer. It's so epic. It's fantastic. It is just, I don't know, it's monumental. It's just so good and just monumental. It's this gigantic trailer that just hits you in the face in the best way possible. The music is amazing. The music for Star Wars has always been amazing. So... Here you have the narrator doing the voiceover introducing the film to you for this promotional trailer. And fun fact, I actually I did some research on this. The person doing this trailer, the voiceover for this trailer, was Harrison Ford himself. But he, you didn't recognize him necessarily at first. I actually had to listen to it twice when I looked it up. And it was Harrison Ford, the actor who, of course, would become famous for playing Han Solo in the films. And he does do the voiceover for this trailer, but he is imitating a very old-school 1930s, early 1940s radio station disc jockey while he's doing it. So he's giving it that kind of old-school RCA radio vocal inflection, and it does make a slight difference. Really fantastic job on his part. The trailer itself is just amazing. The music... When you hear it, the London Symphony Orchestra is one of the most talented groups of musicians on the planet Earth today. And there are many orchestras in America that are just as good, or at least a couple of orchestras in the United States that are equal. But as far as symphony orchestras go that have been around for a long time, the London Symphony, if you go to see one of their shows you're going to have a good time. You will not be disappointed. So their music accompanies the trailer really well. The pacing of the trailer is perfect. The pacing of the trailer is absolutely perfect. It's not too fast, it's not too slow, and it doesn't overwhelm you. You can understand everything that's being said, and you can understand what's happening. It introduces things in a nice sequential order, and it does it in a way that modern-day movie trailers can't anymore. The film industry has changed a lot over the years, and modern-day trailers, they're not all bad, but many of them give away too much of the story in the trailer. They tell you the whole story in the trailer. It's gotten to the point where you don't actually need to show up to the movie theater because, oh, wow, I already know the plot. I can save 10 bucks. I can save 13 bucks so stupid. It's annoying. And this is because Hollywood has changed and people's attention spans have changed. No offense to anyone listening to the podcast, but I'm just saying, let's be honest. This movie is from the 80s. Things have changed. This trailer, it, this trailer, in my opinion, shows some of what Hollywood has lost and what the film industry has lost. This trailer shows tidbits of the film. It shows, it uses audio and music and voiceover and different shots that were selected carefully by staff members who were in charge of post-production and promotion to take from the film and take from the negative 
and put in the trailer to grab the audience's attention and make people want to come see it when it was released into the theater in the summer of 1980. And that's a it's a dead art now. Now, I have nothing but respect for people who still do trailers, still edit together trailers, and have continued to do so since the 80s and haven't retired yet or are new to the business. Either way, if you edit together movie trailers for a professional studio, especially if it's Lucasfilm, I have nothing but respect for you, and I hope you continue to be very successful at your job. But I'm sorry, I wish that we still did trailers this way because they were so much better back then. The style that we do now is stupid. I mean, we all remember when we were kids and the trailer would have the guy with the deep voice, Mr. Don LaFontaine, in a world where one man stands. You know, it's it was so much better back then. Trailers back then were these gigantic things of legend for films. So much better. So much better. So fantastic. Now what I want to do is have you guys just move into the dialogue for a second, and I'm going to show off some of the character dialogue here. One of the most famous scenes in the history of American movies. The line where Darth Vader reveals to Luke that Luke is his son. So, here we go, guys. Enjoy that. Destiny. 
destiny. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. You know, no matter how many times I see this movie, and no matter how many times I see and or hear that scene, I am still, to this day, blown away by it, because it's that good. And you have to understand, it's hard to describe visually in a podcast, but most of you have seen this movie, so you know exactly what scene that was. Vader and Luke had just finished fighting each other in Cloud City. Luke's hand had been cut off by Vader, and then, to add insult to injury, Vader reveals that, hey, turns out I'm actually your dad, and yes, I'm the one trying to kill you and force you to convert to the dark side. And the scene is just put together so perfectly. Now, as most of you know, Darth Vader is voiced by a very famous African-American actor, Mr. James Earl Jones. Now, James Earl Jones is an incredibly talented actor. He's still alive. I believe he's somewhere between the ages of 87 and 90. And he is an unparalleled talent. His voice was perfect for Darth Vader, and it always will be. And he is still one of only two people that is actually any good at playing Darth Vader, because he's the original, the one that started it all. And the reason they picked him was, of course, because his voice had that deep, rich bass, that low baritone, that and that upper-to-mid bass, those tones, the clarity, the pronunciation, and just the right amount of an accent where everything just came together so perfectly. Mark Hamill does a fantastic job as a young, confused, and scared Luke Skywalker. Both really talented actors. And in the scene, they're surrounded by just black. Black and gray and red lights. Because they're in the lower levels of Cloud City. And it's not very well lit. And Luke has two options. He can either join Vader and join the dark side and be seduced out of fear, or he can jump off the little antenna that he is crouched on and go down the giant chasm that leads to the garbage disposal for the city, the chutes that empty out trash for Cloud City. He chooses to fall down the chute. You all know the scene, so I'll save you some time there and just not go into that. But the scene is absolutely amazing. Because the music is perfect. John Williams is a great composer. One of the greatest composers in the history of the United States. And in the case of this scene, when they described to him what was happening, and he saw the images and saw the concept art, he knew exactly what direction to take it. And he worked together with George Lucas and with Lawrence Kasdan and others who were part of the team that put this project together. And he came up with themes and motifs and different musical techniques that blend together with this scene and allow it to not only be just captivating beyond words, but also make sure that the music and everything that is happening all fit together in this dark harmony. Because... He's illustrating that, yes, here is Skywalker, and he is in 
serious mortal danger. He is in grave danger. And the scene does such an amazing job of pulling that off. Still to this day, one of the greatest scenes in American film history always will be. Nothing will top it. There are some scenes that are pretty close runners-up, but nothing will ever top this scene. Nothing will ever top this scene. This is definitely one of the top four greatest scenes in American film history. And the dialogue is so well written. The script is so well written. They did an amazing job. The delivery, of course, fantastic because the voices are both perfect and the personalities are just great. But the way that they write the dialogue and then give it to the actors is great. It doesn't sound rushed or just cliche. It sounds important and significant and meaningful, which is wonderful. It's one of the things that just it makes this scene so great. And ironically, actually, in the first film in Episode 4, A New Hope, when they were still filming that one back in 77, they had to actually fight with George Lucas because of some of the dialogue. Some of the dialogue was a little clunky, so they had to actually, in some cases, threaten him to get him to change the dialogue and condense it, which helped make it more streamlined. In this case, George Lucas was producer and special effects supervisor. He was not the director. The director was Lawrence Kasdan, and Kasdan does a great job, and he works together with screenwriters and a team of writers and team of special effects artists, and everything is great. It's very point A to point B, and just it flows perfectly. The dialogue is written in a way that fits the scene so well. So you get the point, fantastic dialogue great dialogue. Just one example. In a moment, I'm going to highlight an example of the music itself, and we'll just hear some of the audio and some of the soundtrack without any dialogue, and then we'll see what I'm talking about with John Williams and the London Symphony Orchestra. Stay tuned. You want the impossible.
I don't... I don't believe it. That is why you fail. See, this is what I am talking about. That music is absolutely stunning. Now, you'll notice I did leave just a little bit of dialogue in there because there it was so spaced out that I didn't think it really would be a problem. Plus, I, I thought it would help you guys have a little bit of context. Now, that was music from the scene later on in the film when Luke Skywalker is on the swamp planet called Dagobah, and he's with Yoda, and Yoda lifts the X-Wing with the Force out of the water so that he can fix it and repair it. He tries to, and he does get it to move, but, uh, that is, Luke tries to, and he does get it to move, but he can't lift it. And he says at the end, he says, I don't believe it. And Yoda says, that is why you fail. Because he's illustrating the point that it's kind of a metaphor in the film. Your lack of faith is why you can't move the ship. And the music is reflecting that. The music is showing Yoda's faith. And the music is showing Yoda's optimism and objectivity during the situation. And the music is following him and following the camera. And you notice at the very beginning you hear French horns. And then keep going, and the woodwind sections, the flutes, the oboes, the clarinets, etc., all slowly and beautifully introduce the moment where Yoda begins to lift the ship and bring it back to shore, and then the brass instruments, the French horns, the tubas, the trombones, the trumpets, all come back in together, and even a couple of the percussion instruments, and they all do a harmony, and it just blends together so wonderfully. And the music is one of the best parts of the films. The story, of course, is the highlight, but if it wasn't for the music, the story would not be able to go forward as well. And thank you to John Williams and the London Symphony Orchestra for providing us with such fantastic music. Well, guys, that's all I have for you today, and that is Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember to check out Saturn Studs. Please consider donating to their podcast and consider donating to mine. Two separate things, no relation, but I'm sure we both would be extremely grateful for any financial support that you guys can give, even if it was only a one-time gift. Every penny helps. Thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Good luck, good night, and God bless.